0: You are listening to Traditionally Modern with J and C. Buckle in as they discuss all things relationships, dating, personal growth, and how they navigate traditional love in today's modern society. Please welcome your hosts, Josh and Christina, that intro
1: though that was actually pretty good you like how it did like the traditional music at the beginning and then the modern afterwards yeah no pun intended right
0: (laughs) that beat drop felt like i was just at a rave for a second
1: (laughs) so here we are with episode two of traditionally modern and We just wanted to kind of start this out by thanking a lot of you and expressing our complete gratitude and appreciation to everyone who's listened to the first episode and got to know us. We've gotten so much good feedback and authentic feedback. And I know Christina can say the same, but I've had Mm -hmm. friends reach out to me um, that have said like, you know, it got me in their feels like, and it's just the outpour of support we've gotten, um, you know, on this journey so far has been absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, I agree. We definitely uh, appreciate all the love and support, and we're excited to continue with more episodes and continue to have you tune in.
1: Oh, we got a good one today.
0: Yeah, speaking of, what are we talking about today?
1: We're going to be talking about what are the biggest issues in dating and relationships today?
0: Oof, what a topic.
1: (laughs) I don't know if we do. We have enough time. I think this can probably go on for three Uh, hours.
0: I hope we got a long commute to work. (laughs) This this one might be lengthy.
1: Absolutely. So let me ask you, let's start that out. In your opinion, what do you think some of the most common issues people are dealing with nowadays? And you could specify dating and relationships or both.
0: I think that falls into about the same category. Mm. But I think in general, just in modern day society today, it's just turned into a game. Dating mm. relationships, it's just one big game. I feel like ghosting is considered normal. Mm-hmm. Cheating is becoming more acceptable. Everyone seems to still be caught up on or going back to their exes, and people are just settling for low effort dating.
1: Ooh, you said something really big there. Low effort dating. Like what it <laughs> What is low effort? It, it, whenever I hear low effort dating or something along those lines, I think of, "Oh, you want to come over and watch Netflix?"
0: Honestly, yeah, <laughs> that's uh pretty much what I was getting at with that. There's just no standards, no expectations,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no boundaries, and people are just settling for the bare minimum.
1: Right, and you know the bare minimum. What you know? What does the bare minimum look like? Right, and. You know, I think you said something a little bit earlier. You said cheating has become normalized. And it's amazing to me how I talk to people or I watch videos and it's like, what do you bring to the table? And everybody talks about and says, well, I'm loyal and I'm faithful. Okay, so you know how to do the bare minimum. Because when you get into a committed relationship, that's a given. Like, that's what you're supposed right, to do.
0: Exactly, that should be expected. I mean, how is that? I add value to a relationship by being loyal. That's what you should do. Hey, I'm I'm
1: not. Look, we're committed now. We're exclusive. You know what I bring to the table? I won't cheat on you. But on the flip side, isn't that so sad? I get it, because it's so common nowadays. And it's just like, yeah, okay, you know what, dude? That's freaking awesome. I got a girl who won't cheat on me. Hey, look at me. That's a flex.
0: Pathetic, actually. It's, it's, it's really very pathetic. pathetic, but... I don't know. I feel like back to just the issue with all of that, I think it really ties down to social media being mm-hmm. a really big part of being an influence in our society today and the way we think, the way we view relationships. 100%. I mean, I know I've talked about this with you before too, but I've talked about just the way that relationships are portrayed through podcasts or mm-hmm. books and i know i used an example of like why men love bitches or how to make them want me or what is that essentially it's all games and then don't get me started on dating apps <laughs> i mean dating apps lead us to believe that we have we have to have options right and we always need right. a backup plan and why like why do people feel like we need to continuously mm-hmm. have options in some sort of backup plan yeah
1: you know i think for me two of the biggest obstacles in dating and relationships is two things, is emotional immaturity and social media. And these can coincide and go hand in hand with each other, but you can also separate it and create like its own separate element. And, you know, you brought up the subject of social media, so let's talk about it. And I think so many people, and, and this is how it ties into the emotional immaturity portion of it. Is that people are so disconnected with what reality is, and what social media is, which is essentially most of the time social media is fake. You know, I mean, 100%. you know, for example, people listen to our first podcast and they're like, "Oh my god, you guys are amazing together!" All this stuff, which th- that's all true, but yeah, you're seeing the good portions, right? You're seeing the you know the nice, lovey things that we're we're telling each other, um, but there are certain aspects where you know our relationship isn't always sunshine and rainbows and people see that on social
0: but no relationship no. is and, and and that's the thing that social media portrays mm-hmm. this image that relationships are always perfect and they're not and, and that's okay like that's normal but i think people don't normalize that you're gonna have good days and bad days in a relationship. Right. It's At the end of the day, it's how, how you work through them, how you navigate through them with your partner that makes the relationship special.
1: Absolutely, and especially it ties into a lot of people seeking attention and validation. And where's the quickest, easiest way to get that? Social, social media. media. All you got to do is post. A...
0: Like we talked about in our last episode, posting thirst <laughs> traps. Yeah, posting
1: thirst traps. Oh, you know what? I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> I'm going to take this fire photo. I'm going to post it on social media. Boyfriend or not. And
0: see how many likes I yeah. can get, how many DMs, how many people mm-hmm. can slide into my DMs to make me feel good. Because my boyfriend, my girlfriend's not making mm-hmm. me feel good about myself today. So who out there can validate a- me? A-
1: exactly. And so now you're starting to seek validation from external sources. And, you know, this this can go full circle as well. You know, you could have a situation where, you know, because at the end of the day, relationships to its core are boring, you know. Marriages are boring and, you know, you can't maintain that excitement of the honeymoon phase for years. It's just, it's not possible. I have not met one couple who has been able to maintain that. Everybody goes through those patches of complacency and, and the boring work life and the stresses, you know, whether it's sickness or financial issues or, you know, betrayal stuff like that and you know a lot of people are living in roommate situations and so what do people do to pass the time right they pull out their phone and they start scrolling through instagram facebook they see jamie that they used to go to high school with who just got married but you've been engaged for eight eight months and then you know you saw your buddy tony who just got you know a really expensive car and you're you know driving a minivan and you start to compare your life to what you're seeing on social media and, you know, more specifically when it comes to the couple's aspects of it, right? Look at your, your boring life that you are just not excited about and you see all these things other people are doing the greatest aspects of their life. And you start to crave that. You start to want that and you start to look at your partner as the root of the evil and the root of the problem. Well, if I just had a different partner, then I, uh, I would be living this life that I'm looking at right now.
0: Well, comparison is a thief and I think so many people think the grass is always greener on the other Mm -hmm. side. Come to find out the grass is green where you water it and so many people aren't willing to water it.
1: Exactly. You know, they, they watch the, they watch the grass die and then they complain when it's all yellow, you know, but what, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing to fix that?
0: You have a great way of explaining this and I know it's a topic that you preach about a lot on TikTok. You're very passionate about it. You actually opened up my eyes a lot to it when we first started dating. Um, So I would love Mm. to hear your views on social media, the way that people interact and carry themselves Uh, on it, and why you believe it plays a huge role in ruining dating in our society
1: today. Absolutely. So we know social media, right? Social media, everybody's on it. All day, every day, it has evolved into a point that social media—your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat—they're dating apps in themselves. And
0: I mean, that's how we met. Exactly,
1: you know. And so we had all these dating apps. So we had Bumble. We had, you know, Tinder at the tip of our fingers. You know, we didn't have those things. Um, We weren't using them, but we had that ability, right? But
0: we had access Exactly. To it. We
1: had access to it. And we found each other through Instagram, right? I was able to get a little idea of what your lifestyle looked like and vice versa. And when you're in a relationship, I think people can oftentimes conduct themselves a certain way on social media while they're single and think that they can maintain that when they're in a relationship. And the way I like to look at it is there's A lot of the same equivalency of what you would do with somebody or in front of somebody in person and social media, right? You see, say, say I go on, I'm scrolling through social media, and I see a girl posting a bikini picture, and I go ahead and I like that. That's not going to make you feel really good about yourself. That's probably going to upset you because guess what? You know what I'm telling that girl? I like you in that manner. And they're like, well, it's just a like, uh, it's nothing serious, blah, blah, blah. That's all excuses. The reason you like that photo is because she was looking really attractive and showing a, a lot of skin at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. But we can sit there and, and beg the argument. I hear it all the time. People say, well, you know, doesn't mean I was going to do anything. You can look, but you can't touch. But if you had the opportunity, you would 100%. And that's why my views on this are so extreme is because I don't want that argument entering my relationship. You and I have better things to argue about than whose photo I'm commenting on or whose friend request I'm accepting or who I'm following on Instagram.
0: To take it a little deeper, I think there's a whole other side of it as in, what people are posting is what you're attracting. Mm -hmm. So when guys are out here flexing, posting shirtless pics, girls are out here posting bikini pictures, and then you're wondering, well, why am I attracting a guy who cheats on me or doesn't take me seriously? Mm -hmm. Or why am I attracting a girl who doesn't take Mm -hmm. me seriously? Well, you attract what you portray. You attract what you are. If you're posting all of these things on social media, they're going to take you what you are you're basically saying i'm you know this is how i carry myself i don't care about my body i don't care who sees it i don't respect myself so why should they respect you why should someone respect you if you don't care to respect yourself on social media
1: exactly and i i see very often and um you know i don't want to seem misogynistic when i say this but a lot of women who post extremely revealing photos on social media Like, they know what they're doing. What you're doing is you are inviting sexual attention. That's what you're doing. You're welcoming it in. What I find absolutely funny is those same girls who are posting that stuff are the same girls who are getting upset that men are hitting and quitting it. Who are just sleeping with them and then ghosting them. And it's like, that's the attention you were trying to attract at the end of the day so when they post that that photo of them looking really nice at church and with a coffee in their hand they only get 50 likes but then they post that picture so of true. <laughs> right and they post that picture of them at the beach or at the gym doing squats they get 350 uh-huh. and so what photo is going to make a person feel more validated it's hey, the one a, that has the 350 likes.
0: It's a very valid point. That was a actually a big thing that really attracted me to you is how you conducted yourself on social media. I mean, you have a pretty massive following on TikTok mm. and I want to say you only follow like 50 people in out of your 200,000 followers. And right. you know, it's it is attractive to see that. Like normally you go to a guy's profile and every girl does this and you see who they're following and you're like, oh, they're following all of these influencers and supermodels and girls who post bikini pictures and mainly they're following girls. And that says a lot about the individual and vice versa for who girls are following. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that you really opened up my mind to. I never really saw it like that, but I do think the way you conduct yourself on social media, not even just by the things you post, but by what you follow, who you follow and the things you consume yourself with really says a lot about the person you are and the person you're trying to attract.
1: Well, absolutely. And, you know, I was in the, I was in the social media realm and I didn't want there to be a misconception as to why I was doing what I was doing. And so it was very important to me of who I followed and um, I've never been interested in following supermodels and super attractive women because it's just, that's not my goal at the end of the day. And, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I was very strict about that and that I wasn't going to just follow all these other people because, you know, people will blow up on social media and then get quite a bit of attention and then don't know how to handle themselves. They don't know what to do with it And so that was my thing is like yeah I had got a lot of attention at the time and but that wasn't why I was making the content that I was making. It wasn't to try to get that attention it was to try to, try to help people.
0: I think you did a really good job carrying yourself so because <laughs> here we are <laughs> uh, that actually kind of leads me into... My perspective, I I really didn't see it from your point of view and and not that I followed individuals for any certain type of reason, but I was just that person that if you followed me, I kind of followed you back. And I think I unfollowed about 80% of my followers when we first started talking, not because Mm -hmm. you asked me to or anything, but I just, I respected your views and I understood the why behind it. Right. And it really made me understand how it was going to make our relationship better. Not only that, just me better as a person. I mean, there was no need to follow certain people I was following. I mean, some of the people I've never even met before. And I just really see the value in doing that and how it can make a relationship a lot healthier and stronger just by social media and making those little changes through it.
1: Right. And, you know, if you guys are wondering, like, what's the why behind it all? it, it It's the fact that you know, I, when I'm in a relationship, I want to be able to lead my relationship to the best possible success. And not to say that I don't have any self-control, but if I'm following a plethora of women on my social media who are semi-attractive or, you know, very attractive, I think it's human nature to if you see that on a consistent basis to compare your individual, you know, the person you are with to that person that you just scrolled past. And I didn't want to put myself in that position. I didn't want to, you know, provide that cancer in my mind um, of that kind of like eyebrow raise, you know, of like, oh, she's attractive, you know, I I didn't want that. Right.
0: I think that's very similar to as, you know, we talk about this a lot as well going out to bars and drinking without your partner, with your <laughs> friends or with you know, whoever you're out with. But in the same sense, you're putting yourself in an environment where we're all capable of cheating. 100%. Whether you've cheated in the past mm-hmm. or you haven't, we're all capable of doing it. Absolutely. But you put yourself in an environment where you're capable of making that choice, where you're drunk, where you're under the influence, where maybe you and your partner are not on good terms. And, yeah. you know, now you're in this state of mind of, well, I'm not happy. Here I am <laughs> drunk at a bar and this guy's giving me attention. This girl's giving me attention. And that's the door that just opened right there. And you're going <laughs> to probably take the bait. And, you know, it's just I think people don't see it like that because they're like, oh, I would never do that. But put right. yourself in a situation where you could be tempted. We're all human at the end of the day.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're all human at the end of the day. And you surround yourself in an environment around certain people for an extended period of time. You're going to start to dabble in those activities. And what do we know about bars? It's for single people. Okay. And you go there, you get all prettied up. The The boys are looking fly. It's for the other sex. It's to mm-hmm. garner that attention. And there's, well, I like to look pretty for myself. Oh, I like to good, look, look good for myself. No, it's not for yourself. Like, and this is something people overcomplicate so, so much. And just like you said, like, you know, going back to you continuously put yourself in the same environment, you know, think about it. If I visit a crack house every single day, I know this is pretty extreme, but this is extreme analogy, but you visit a crack house every single day, you don't do any crack eventually you're going to start to wonder, I wonder what that feels like. Same thing with the bar situation and seeing all these single people mingling around.
0: How do we fix that? How how do people fix that? How do we bring back traditional values in a modern day society? How do you and I do that in our relationship? And what would you recommend for other people to do and start to implement in theirs?
1: That's a deep one. You know, and I think what it really boils down to is changing your mindset and your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not any specific thing you could just do. It, it, it's a, it's all about how you think and what you see, what you see, what your integrity is, and and the things that you value.
0: It's making sacrifices. A lot of people aren't willing to make those sacrifices in relationships. And for no, me, everybody, it's everybody just...
1: wants everybody wants their cake and to eat it too you know, people want to, people want to get in. Exactly. People want to get into a relationship and everybody's so afraid that they get into a relationship. They're going to leave them. So they got to maintain those options, right? What are you doing when you maintain those options? You're not, you're not giving yourself fully to that person you just committed to. You're always going to have one foot out the door. So what, what do you do? You remove it all entirely. That's why I, that's why, that's why I, I unfollowed the small amount of girls that I was following on social media. That's why I I don't, and not to say I don't appreciate and love every single one of my followers on TikTok, but I don't respond to any comment. I don't don't like any comment on my videos. It's just simply, one, I don't want that insecurity entering my relationship. And two, I want to make sure that I maintain my integrity and I keep myself in the best possible position to prove that you're the only person in my life and you're the only person I see.
0: And it definitely shows and I definitely notice it. And I respect the hell out of you for that. And I think that's a huge reason I don't have any jealousy or insecurity in our relationship because you don't give me a reason to have that. And if so many people could just put pride and ego aside and realize that why are you in a relationship in the first place? Right? Like look at your partner. Is it right. worth it? Is that like worth it? Is that follow worth it? Is answering that DM worth it? Exactly. And if it is, maybe you need to reevaluate your relationship and your intentions in that relationship. But for me, I'll leave people on Red all day if I have to. I'll run every message by you that I get. I will run every like comment or re- follow request. And if you're not okay with that, end of conversation. Like I I won't engage in it because at the end of the day, this is between me and you. And I'm not willing to risk anything for that because I know what we have is special and it's real. And we came into this relationship making a commitment to one another. We wanted to choose each other. We made a choice to choose each other. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people forget their purpose in starting the relationship in the first place.
1: Yeah, you know, that kind of reminds me of a conversation we had had. Um, it was right before you actually came to visit me and meet me for the first time. I had told you, I said, Hey, I want to talk about this because we haven't talked about it, but I'm just letting you know, or I said, as you do know, I am a one girl type of dude. And I said, when I'm talking to you, I'm only talking to you. And I said, I want to make sure we are on the same page with that. And immediately, without hesitation, you said, "Absolutely, I am like I'm the, I agree with that." And so, you know, we establish those boundaries. You know, we establish those boundaries and those standards, and you know, that could lead into a whole another topic of like, do you need to have a roster? Do you need to date multiple people? Um, that I think that's another issue with dating is people mm-hmm. are having these rosters. They're they're dating. You know, we they call them serial daters where they have three dates with three different people lined up in the next two weeks. And what, what does that do? Right. It creates this fake individual that will never exist because what you, what you do is, you know, you're dating Susie, Sarah, and Karen, and you might like one girl's profession and you might like the other girl's body. You might like this girl's family more, and you might like this other girl's personality more. So, all of a sudden you just created a fake individual that meets all those expectations that all four of those girls that you're talking to at once will never meet Mm -hmm. and doesn't allow you to invest into one individual and say, I'm going to accept the good and the bad. And I'm going to put all my focus on you to give myself fully to you.
0: And I think that's like what you just said is trying to create someone to be the perfect person, which doesn't exist. When you come into a relationship, you're accepting that person for who they are, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. even with you and I, like, there's a lot of things that you agreed with that I didn't, and vice versa. And it didn't come down to wanting to change each other. You had never asked me to do anything different, I never asked you to do anything different. Right. I think it just came down to mutual respect and understanding and the willingness to want this to work that we bent our rules it came down to just bending our rules Mm -hmm. for each other because we had that much love and respect for each other that we wanted to make it work and you don't have to change an individual but you do have to kind of mold yourself to that person and their lifestyle and make sure you come into alignment with each other at the end of the day
1: (laughs) exactly and i seen a seen a quote that said one time um it said men marry women hoping they will never change and women marry men hoping he will change but he doesn't Mm -hmm. and And i thought that was i thought that was so profound because it is very true you know and if we can just get to a point in the world today to where you know what i'm gonna pick one individual i'm gonna stick to them i'm gonna see the good in them and i'm gonna be able to Look at the red flags, decide if they're red flags or not, and make the give the give the relationship and the individual the best possible opportunity for success. And I think we have created a culture today where men has have truly lost sight of what being a man really is. And we have created a culture of I'm gonna say it, I don't like these terms, but simps and beta males.
0: Yeah, I mean traditional values men used to court the woman and men are hmm. biologically wired to pursue based on their primal urge to mate and reproduce right i mean right. Men, men are hunters much, right very much like animals if you think about it and if you watch any kind of netflix documentaries about animals like animal planet and all of that you'll see that, that they have it they have, right yeah it's great but they have it down to a science. The men hunt, they provide, they reproduce, and the women naturally submit to the man. And Mm. they nurture the children, they show the man respect, and really in return, men just want to feel needed. It gives them this heroic, like sense of heroic instinct. And at the end of the day, that's biologically how we were bred, how we were built to be. I feel like but. so many men today just, like, step out of their masculine energy, like you said, mm. beta males, mm. and it makes the woman feel like we need to stay in our masculine energy and Because they up feel unsafe. For, right. It, it, why do we get into our masculine energy? Because we feel like we aren't being provided for or protected for, so we step up and protect ourselves. It's just a natural instinct for us. So mm. it makes it really hard for a woman to actually want to submit to a man.
1: Absolutely, and I think, you know – That's completely valid. I do think there are a lot of cases where people can take that to the extreme. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, no man likes a rebellious alpha or quote unquote masculine woman. You know, any true high value quality man does not like that, you know, because it goes against our values. And we can even take this like as far as the biblical terms, right? Ephesians 5.22, it states, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. And, you know, it talks about it in the Bible as well. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. You know, that's the guideline. That's, you know, God's scripture and, and word. And I know we don't preach it a lot, but that's really the guidebook to love relationships in all things life.
0: I mean, even the book that you and I are both reading, and this is in the Bible as well, Love and Respect. At the end of the day, men want to be respected and women want to be loved. It even says... In the book, husbands, you do not stop loving your wife just because they don't respect you. And wives, you do not stop respecting your husbands just because they stop loving you. And at the end of the day, we're always going to have disagreements or arguments. We may not always like Mm -hmm. each other, but I always need to love you and respect you. And you always need to love and respect me in return. And I think that's where so many people fall short. And
1: that all ties back to what can you do to fix the issues that we're having in modern dating and relationships, right? It's all about perspective. It's all about your mindset and how you change things. If you think about it, right? You don't stop respecting your husband because he stops loving you and vice versa. If you have two individuals who have that same process of thinking, you will never go without love. You will never go without respect.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, Even in times where, and you and I don't really argue that often, but the disagreements Mm -hmm. that we do have, I can't count how many times we've texted each other in that moment of space that we needed to kind of just regather our thoughts like, hey, Eshwantley, you know, I'm thinking of you and I love you. Right. And people don't understand what a long way that goes and how much that means because how often when you are in a disagreement or argument with your partner, Your mind is now just spiraling. Do they still Mm -hmm, love me? Do mm -hmm. they still want me? Do they respect me? Each each person gets
1: more and more stubborn because now it's all about a power it's a power game. Who's gonna get the power?
0: And then that leads us to going to seek validation. That leads us back to social Mm -hmm. media and posting pictures and trying to get their attention get validation from the outside world, right? Or get our partners' attention because at the end of the day it's all a cry for attention from the one that we love, the one that we want. And when you're able to just put pride and ego aside and be like, hey, I don't like you right now, but I still love you. It really does make your relationship that much better.
1: Right. And I know I would like to say that's something like we have perfected and and we both have, have done this on multiple occasions where, you know, we've had some disagreements and, you know, we've created that space and, I've gotten a text from you that has completely shifted the dynamic into our next conversation and how we interact with each other going forward. And it has allowed me to grow a deeper sense of security with you. And I just want to let you know how grateful I am of that.
0: I'm very grateful for you and our relationship as well. And I hope that this message helps others who may have dealt with this in the past or dealing with it in their current relationships or just learning to navigate a new relationship you're entering because we promise you it makes a world of difference
1: at the end of the day if you want it to work you're gonna make it work